My name is Keith Beavers, and I just found out that a group of kittens is called a Kindle. I need to get more kittens. What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Paired Podcasting Network? This is the Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers. I am the Tastings Director of Vine Paired. How are you? So we're going all the way up to the northern part of California, the most northerly wine place there. It's called Mendocino, and I brought in some experts. Get ready to book tickets and flights like I've been saying. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by Jay Vineyards and Winery. In the northern part of California, the elevation is high and the air is rare. In other words, it's cool up there. Pinot Noir thrives in environments like this, something Jay Vineyards knows very well, resulting in wines sourced from the Nacino with a characteristic depth of fruit. It's like a vacation in a glass. It's really like a vacation in a glass. Okay, wine lovers, you guys ever heard of Mendocino, California? You might have. Have you ever had wine from Mendocino, California? You might have. You may not know any of that. But even if you do know, do you know where Mendocino is? And if you were to go to Mendocino, what would you experience? What kind of wine happens there? Well, this is another installment of the American block that I'm doing. And I thought I would bring in a couple people that I've had their Mendocino wine before and loved. Husband and wife team, Sandy and Aaron of Dogwood and Thistle. They're Sauvignon Blanc in Carignan, which I will mention often in this episode. Were really amazing, so I needed to talk to them to get a sense of what's happening in Mendocino. We'll talk about where it is, what's going on there, the vines, the grapes, the climate, how to hang out there. It's, it's a great, great conversation. I'm actually pretty excited. I want to really, really get to Mendocino like right now. So, Aaron and Sandy, let's do this. So, um, really awesome to have you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time, you know, Sandy and Aaron. Um, I found out about you guys when you started sending your wines in. And um, I was blown away by all of your wines, but one wine really caught my attention. That was a Carignan. Mm-hmm. And then it was from Mendocino. And I was yeah. like, wait, wait, wait. What's, what's going on here? Carignan and Mendocino. And then I started thinking about Mendocino. Like, wait a second. Mendocino is like, it's pretty far up there. I think it's one of the most northern wine producing regions in california and i thought oh right cool climate so carignan's a cool climate grape and i started just started freaking out and i'm like you guys made a carignan in america and it's really delicious and oh my gosh so when i was thinking about doing mendocino you guys are the first people i thought about and i thought that maybe you guys could help us in the wine list just kind of understand a little bit more about this awesome place that you guys love so much so yeah, um, absolutely. First of all, let's just get a sense of who you guys are. Like, what, what do you guys, what do you guys, you guys make wine? What do you guys do? Yep. Uh, so we are uh, Sandy and Aaron Robertson. We uh, own Dogwood and Thistle Wine Company. And we make mm, somewhere between 500 and 1,000 cases a year of small lot, really small production wines um, out of two locations right now, uh, out of Mendocino, California, largely, and also out of Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. 
Um, and we can get more to that, <laughs> the Virginia part later. But um, we started making wine uh, together it, not long after we got married in 2017. Uh, we were living in Napa Valley at the time, and we had both been in the wine industry for a long time. Sandy has always been a winemaker, and I've always been in the sales and marketing side. So when we decided to get together and start our own project, uh, we had a couple of um, ideas in mind about what sort of wines we wanted to make. And Sandy, having trained in Europe before moving to California, uh, me having lived on the East Coast for a long time and sold a lot of European wines, what we drink at home, even though we were living in Napa and Sonoma and love those regions and love the wines out of those regions, what we tend to, to um, gravitate more towards at home when it's just the two of us drinking are um, lower alcohol, higher acid food wines. Uh, and we also knew that when we started selling our own wines, when we, when we go to market, we wanted to be able to have relatively affordable price points. Um, you know, we weren't trying to go to market with $100 wines to try to sell to our friends and family <laughs> for their first releases. You know, that was not... Just one bottle? Happen. You guys can't so, do one bottle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't think my uncle, who's a great supporter, is going to, you know, or whoever, <laughs> our high school friends who have been great in ordering from us. So anyway, right, we right. wanted to go to market with wines that were you know, North Coast, California, affordable. Right. Um, so when we started looking at where we were going to source fruit, which is where Sandy comes in as the winemaker, um, we really gravitated towards Mendocino for a few different reasons. Um, one, as you mentioned before, cooler climate. So the grapes are lower alcohol, higher acid. Um, and then two, it is such a smaller, quirkier, exciting region and is not as taken over as some of the larger regions in California are by um, hugely expensive hotels and big tourist uh, attractions and stuff like that. So what you see are a lot more family owned wineries, growers who have been there for a long, long time and who are really dedicated to what they're doing um, in more of a feel of the whole place of what people loved about the larger regions, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe Sandy can then take over. Yeah, I would echo exactly what Aaron said, but I, for me, on the winemaking side, Mendocino County is a chocolate box. You know, there is opportunity for different flavors, different characteristics, different climates throughout uh, throughout the county, um, which is what I was alluding to with the chocolate box. Right. Um, so I, you know, we wanted, as Aaron said, we wanted that the, those bright wines. We wanted high acid, low alcohol. And, you know, I, I have worked in my uh, West Coast, California career. I worked in Sonoma County. I worked in Lake County. I've worked with a little bit of uh, Napa fruit. Um, but uh, Mendocino was something I had, you know, had to explore in more detail. Um, I worked a little bit there, but, you know, I had seen it, um, you know, the opportunity there when we started out. I um, was really excited about it. I, I can still remember 2014 tasting um, some Mariah Sauvignon Blanc in tank at Bohem in Sebastopol. Or maybe they might have been in Forestville at the time. And then they had um, some Openlander Pinot in tank as well. And that, that Sauvignon Blanc just had this, this salinity running through it. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's nine o'clock at night and uh, it's been a long harvest day and I'm excited about wine. Um, so that told me something that's, that's something to get, you know, something to think about in that moment. So, um, you know, I, from 2014 through to when we first got, uh, some of our own fruit for Dogwood and Thistle, um, in what was it, the, the harvest of 2017, 
um, you know, I, I've been coveting fruit from from that area of Mendocino. So. It's amazing um, when you like you you taste like okay, okay. It's amazing when you taste something like you make that decision right then and there, like oh my gosh, okay, this yeah. is it, and yep. that that beautiful cool climate. So, and where exactly is Mendocino? So, reference point: if we start with the Golden Gate Bridge, that's always a good one. Okay. Um, from the Golden Gate Bridge, if you drive up 101, about an hour and a half, you get to Cloverdale. Uh, and you're just inside, you're just around Mendocino there, the start of Mendocino. And it's, you can continue up 101 and go to inland Mendocino, or you can sort of take a left and head up towards more coastal Mendocino, towards Anderson Valley, uh, Boonville, places like that. So it's north of San Francisco, it's just north of uh, Sonoma County um, and in like, so towards the coast from Lake County. So all that northern. So it's uh, a pretty coast, big, coast AVA. it's a pretty big area, I would imagine, right? Massive. Massive. It's a, it's massive. I feel like I know Mendocino really well. And then when I look at a map, I realize that we only make it up into the, the bottom third of the of the county. Yeah. You know, you have to get to Laytonville for Alder Springs or, or something like that. And we, we haven't made it up that far yet. Although there is Tanat up there, which has always called to me a little bit. Okay, now, now don't get me excited, <laughs> Sandy. Um, that's exciting. <laughs> um, so, and that's the thing about Mendocino is it's a huge area. Um, but just like many of these coastal ranges across down up and down California, there must be a wind. Is it a wind gap that keeps this area cool? Or is it fog, or is it both? Yeah, so I think in, in terms of the climate, we, we, there's two very distinct regions um, to the part of Mendocino that we we work with. Um, the sort of coastal ranges out towards the Pacific, um, which is then divided from you know inland Mendocino by the Mendocino Range. So you have this coastal climate um, out towards the Pacific, Pino. Riesling, Gewürztraminer, Chardonnay, the sparkling houses that are out there, Anderson Valley's out there, Mendocino Ridge, and then the Mendocino, uh, uh, Mendocino Ranges divide that from the inland part of the, the county where you have much more of a Mediterranean climate. And you, you know, that is where our Carignan comes from. You know, it's the sense. world apart, just the other side of the Mendocino ranges. So, so you have like a few different meso or microclimates in one of this kind of a big area. So yeah. this makes me, so that's my, my next question was like, okay, so you have this, you, you have fog, you have, you have yep. Mediterranean climate, you have heat, you have cool nights. It's like all this stuff. So like you, you just mentioned also a short list of varieties or not even a short list. Like, so what <laughs> is there, is there, this is is there a grape that people are like this is our grape it's mendocino and this is it or is it like these that list you just said is like we're all just kind of playing around That's here a really good question I, I think i think i think people are doing different things and there's at least 10 different avas within mendocino county wow and you know the the coastal parts of the county like i said chardonnay pinot noir um a little bit of syrah um, the Alsatian varieties, you know, places like Navarro. Um, so I think out in the coastal ranges, they're focusing on those, those higher acid varieties. And then inland, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Carignan happily, or some Carignan, not enough, 
um, Grenache, uh, and you know, plantings of you know, Cabernet Sauvignon. So yeah, it seems and, like a bit of a, um, there's a lot going on up there. You yeah. know, it's probably a lot of the bigger houses. That, there's a few wineries that have, they're more well-known that have sort of outposts up there. And they're probably focusing more on varietals that you've heard, that you would think of, like Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, sure. Station varietals. But mm -hmm. then with the numerous family-owned wineries, it's just a crab bag of really cool other stuff that's being yeah. that's being produced as well. That's so cool. And that's like, you know, that's a, the you know, the historical context of it is amazing. You know, you have this place near San Francisco, which was the hot, the heart of the gold rush movement. Uh -huh. And you have all these varieties that are just being planted. And these, so are these all old vines or you got, are these people just still planting what they've always planted there? And there's like, Hey, well, we've had Graversum here for this long and it does well here. So let's keep on trying it. I think it depends on the, the, the exact location. I mean, I know for example, you know, our Carignan uh, source uh, Testa vineyards, um, who we, you know, love working with, love the fruit. It's, um, you know, to talk about that, it's, it's organically farmed, biodynamically farmed. Uh, you know, they're a great family, the multi-generational operation. Um, the coolest fact for me about Testa is that um, Highway 101 bisects the vineyard because the high, the vineyard has been there longer than the highway. That's awesome. I which I think it. is so cool. So, I mean, talk about speaking to longevity and history. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, so the thing is, like, so you have this amazing place north of San Francisco, cool climate varieties happening in all these different climates, 10 AVAs, sub-AVAs within the AVA. When people come to Mendocino, what do they do? Like, where do they, like, is, do they go to Cloverdale? Do they go to, like, is there a, is there a hub where people a hang out? A lot of out? people, Boonville is kind of a hub uh, okay. for a lot of people um, right there in uh, is it Anderson Valley, Boonville. Um, yeah. So people stay for the weekend and then go visit wineries. There's also a ton of camping, particularly at coastal Mendocino. Awesome. Yep. So yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous campgrounds. And I mean, quintessential California, you know, huge redwoods. You're right by that rocky coast. Um, not a lot of development. So awesome. there's some really, really great. Yeah. Um, so out by the coast, you know, you can do that a little bit more in town. People stay in Boonville. There's a couple of different hotels there. Um, and then a couple of a small handful of restaurants and people make really great weekends out of it. And it really feels like the California that people miss from you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, when wine regions were just starting. And that just doesn't yeah. exist anymore in the larger regions. I am and what feeling that. It can be equally fabulous, but Mendocino really feels like that old school California that people, you know, fell in love with and really still fantasize about, um, but don't always experience when they go to some of the larger regions. Yeah, I actually, um, when last I was in Napa, I went to Geyserville. Mm -hmm. It's a swell in the road. And it had like, two restaurants which were phenomenal but right. when you're in there and you go in and you're like you feel this kind of like very local family vibe and it's yep. very cool but that's geyserville in the right. larger you know sort of napa it's kind of cool to know you there's an entire region you can go to in the northern part of because i mean northern california let's just be northern california huge. is so beautiful oh, and it's huge and it's just huge. like this monster of like beautiful like totally. just the the flora and the fauna forget about it it's amazing and if yep. you could be there in bon, was it you said it's uh a bon, boontown boonville oh boonville boonville yeah. boonville so you can you can you can drive up from san francisco you can head into yep. boonville book a a, 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 yep. a hotel for the night there's local restaurants that are probably selling all this awesome various different yeah. styles of wine and varieties i mean we're, already this is incredible and then 
so you have all this awesome stuff happening. And so when people come in, are there tasting rooms in a, in a downtown area or can you bop around to tasting rooms around Mendocino? There's a little bit of both. So downtown Boonville has a couple of urban tasting rooms. Uh, one that we recommend for sure, if anybody's headed to Mendocino, uh, is a small winery called Bee Hunter. And is actually the, the the introduction to the Mariah Sauvignon Blanc back in 2014. Oh, um, very so right there in downtown Boonville, there's a couple of tasting rooms, um, including Bee Hunter, that we would recommend. Um, and or you can head a little bit more out into the country and go to some um, still like a mix of small, uh, family-owned, like the Testas have a tasting room, and people should definitely go visit them. Um, really, really cool property. That's one of those properties that you walk on and. You know, you've been, we've been to a lot of vineyards, right? Like, but you walk, set foot on the test of property and you just know that you're somewhere special. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a really, really cool place to go. So we would recommend that for another smaller one. But then there's a couple of like larger, more luxurious tasting rooms as well. Um, Toomey has a beautiful spot. Toomey, which is owned by Silver Oak, has an absolutely beautiful spot up there uh, that's definitely worth a visit. Um, so, so yeah, you can do a mixture of both. You can do... Mm-hmm. Some that are right in the town of Boonville, some that are a little bit farther out, and a mix of mainly small, small brands um, with a couple of larger ones splashed in. But the small ones are, of course. Yeah, there's, there's such such variety and so many different options. There's also there's Penny Royal in Boonville as well, very small operation, um, yep. you know, sort of, um, and you know once you're going up through Anderson Valley, there's endless uh, bubbles that you can start with or finish with or taste all day. Um, There's so many options. See, uh... this is so great because I'm just, I'm happy to be shining a light on a place like Mendocino because it sounds to me like it has all the things everybody wants in a wine region. Mm -hmm. And that's including the the high end. I mean, like it's it's kind of great where you have a larger company, a few larger companies also there to kind of support a fine dining or some sort yep. of, you know, uh, atmosphere like that. But they're in, but like the, the, like the salt of the earth wineries are also there too. to be like, Hey, we're doing like a thousand cases yeah. a year and of this the, one wine. The great thing is that it feels still like a region that you can go and relax in. You know, mm-hmm. if you go there for a weekend or a few days, It'll be a relaxing time. It's not going to be hugely crowded. It's not going to be so I mean, crowded enough to support the industry, but it's not going to be, again, like some of the larger regions that are just almost difficult to navigate at this point because, yeah. you know, you have to have an appointment here and you have to do this and it's 45 minutes to drive. Your, I mean, it's spread out, but, yeah. but anyway, it feels relaxing in a way that um, some of the more well-known regions, not just in California, but all around the country mm-hmm. yeah. don't necessarily feel anymore. So. I, I definitely see some parallels with where we are now in Central Virginia. Yeah, um, the more low-key, relaxed family operations. Um, or there's some big players as well, absolutely. But mm-hmm. well, I think about Virginia. Actually, Virginia is one of the reasons why I started getting on this idea of getting people excited about traveling somewhere. You know, yeah. I've 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 been in love with Virginia wine for quite some time, and I'm just so glad that it's becoming more and more of a national. Uh, recognized wine region but what i loved about it what i've always loved about it and it's just part of the american thing is it's not a big distribution wine making region and though and i'm from the dmv i mean i grew up i'm from Montgomery county like i I was born in syracuse new york and raised in the Mm -hmm. south but spent like 13 years of my life in maryland so i like Uh i know this whole area and it's just like 
it's beautiful. It's an absolutely yeah. stunning sure. place. The Shenandoah is oh, yeah. magnificent stuff. Yep. And to be in that, that's Virginia is what got me. I'm like, well, why don't you just go to Virginia? Right, right. <laughs> because it's so beautiful and the wine is great. Right. And like, there's cabins and like, right. you know, horses and, and stuff and, and restaurants yeah. and little communities and these little yep. colonial towns. And it's just so yeah. amazing. And there's fall, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's really, 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 seasons. yeah, there's and seasons <laughs> and it's awesome. So Virginia was the, was the catalyst for this. I'm like, wait a That's second. So cool. Now we need to fly to Temecula. Now we need to go yeah. to right. Mendocino. And we got to start talking about these AVAs right. that are making these awesome Austin wines. Hill Country. Have you been there? Have you done any wine exploring in, uh, in Austin? Or Texas, Texas Hill Country. I I want to go so bad. Like, yeah. I, like I, I, my my sister in law lives outside of Austin, nice. and I just I really really need to go there. Like I'm a, I'm I'm obsessed. Like I'm I'm actually yeah. like actively I'm on I'm on on social media right now talking with people in Long Island and Finger Lakes. Nice. I mean places that I've been but not for a long time. Right. I'm like I need to get out there. There's somebody that just made a Chardonnay and she aged it on oyster shells she dragged from the Peconic Bay and it's delicious. Wow. Yeah, very cool. It's not no briny kidding. at all. The briny is like way, way, way back. It's right, clean. Right. It's minerally. It's like, what are you doing, Miriam? Right. She's from, uh, um, but she works for, with Bedell Sellers out there in Long Island. But I mean, there's amazing things happening. And with you guys yeah. doing Carignan, I mean, that blew my mind. And I'm like, wait a second, Carignan in a cool climate region that makes com- Mediterranean climate cool. It makes complete yeah. sense. I just, I just, I just think it's, I think it, we need to, as an American culture, drinking culture, start yeah. considering the idea of like, let's go to these places where they have, they have hotels, they have Ubers, they have all the, mm-hmm. I mean, Finger Lakes doesn't have Ubers. We'll uh, get into that. Mendocino might not. Yeah. No. <laughs> Mendocino might know. not. They might. But they're going to have, but they have car service. I mean, it's a wine place. Totally. I'm sure there's somebody out there like, hey, I'm their car service guy. You know, I'm totally. sure there's somebody there, you know. <laughs> so it's just, I, I, I really love talking to people that know these areas so I can give my listeners a, a chance to, to kind of get a snapshot of what's going on now. And I don't yeah. know. So you guys, you know, I know you're, you're doing Virginia wine, which my, I'm so, excited about that by the way um but um do you know like mendocino do you know where mendocino's going is there is there a a path or is it just like look we're having so much fun with all these varieties we're doing this really cool stuff come visit us and see what we're doing we don't really know yet but we're having fun doing it or is it like we want to go towards sauvignon blanc or something like that. I know. I mean, this is beyond sustain. Everyone's being sustainable and organic, and that's really great. But beyond that, yeah. like, is there any any direction Mendocino's going, or is it just play playtime? I, I think personally, the latter. I would say that most of the people that we interact with up there, from a great growing standpoint, seem uninterested in um, expanding in a corporate way. So. Yeah. You know, I know that some of them have contracts with some of the bigger players to sustain their businesses, sure. but they seem uninterested in that becoming the future of Mendocino. Um, so just That's anecdotally, great. based on the people that yeah. we've talked to, I would say that it's probably going to continue in the in the playground way, you know, in the awesome. like, because it's still, you know, it's largely the region, again, what we've been exposed to is owned and run by good old California hippies, you know, yeah. who... I want to do Mendocino. what they're doing and don't want to have to deal with a lot of the bullshit that yeah. comes with. Hey man. Right. Mul- right. Yeah. Multi-generational operations. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we work with families who, you know, the, 
the same person is sending us an, an invoice, is driving the tractor, is you know meeting us when we we go and sample grapes. It's um, you know it's small, yeah, um, small operations like old school flower power Exodus vibes. Totally, totally. You know, <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, so I, cool. I almost made the joke when you talked about like some the guy the driver coming up that like. You know, he'd roll down the windows and smoke would come out. And he'd yes. be like, get on in, you know, hey, or whatever. Man, where are you I mean, going? Like, I'll yeah. take you. Yeah, 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 exactly. It'll be fine. You don't need seatbelts. You know, yes. like that kind of thing. It's that so, kind of vibe. I and so again, it. like we're speaking a little bit anecdotally here. But no, of course, that of course. In the region. And, um, and, and it's great. It's so cool. And again, a really great place to go. It's just and awesome. Explore. It sounds like, you know, what's so cool. It has this kind of old school, old town vibe, old California vibe yet totally. new ways of thinking and winemaking and Absolutely. that beautiful kind of balance between, you know, keeping it old school while still using modern technology to make great wine. Mm-hmm. Like the, again, yeah. I'm going to say it like that Carignan because Carignan is not an easy for, I don't make wine, never did make wine. I've talked to, I just been to, you know, I've been to, I've been to Languedoc. I've been to the Southern, I've, I've talked to people that have worked with Carignan and all I hear is how tough it is. And just like mm-hmm. to make, to make something, to make Carignan and like, like, you know, to give it depth and all that stuff. That's, that's a, you know, that's a big deal. And that's why it's so cool. Like that's what's happening in Mendocino. It's really, totally. and it's you awesome. hit on a really interesting point there, which, which brings up a great dichotomy uh, that, uh, that makes for amazing balance in that, like they're doing their own thing. They don't want to be hemmed in, you know, by corporate standards, but what they're doing, they're doing well and they're doing clean and they're using technology when needed. And they're so like, they're not, it's not like they're, you know, leaning on methods from 50, a hundred years ago. Like right. what they're doing is up to date. It's just that they're not necessarily bending to, mm-hmm. well, now we have to grow all of this varietal because that's the only thing, you know, that's making us the most money or whatever. So, um, right. so like all the fruit that we get, you know, is so pristine and clean and just exciting to work with and just really well farmed and really well attended to. Sandy, you can obviously speak better <laughs> than, that, than me. <laughs> that, but yeah, so it's a nice dichotomy of, you know, the old sort of like cowboy, mm-hmm. not cowboy, but you know, um, style versus and clean production, clean farming practices. And that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Guys, thank you so much. I think we got a really good snapshot of Mendocino. Like this is awesome. I I really want I want to go so bad now. I just I every every time I hear like people are just playing around having fun with making really good quality wine and just all this stuff and that's the kind of place I want to go immediately. Cuz that just you you guys are talking about like yeah, this is what's happening, but what I'm hearing is just energy and new generation of winemaking and just something just the energy there sounds awesome. And then in this time in America is such a fun time for wine. Like all these new people making really great wines in different ways and playing with all these different varietals, like you guys with the Carignan. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I keep on saying Carignan. <laughs> oh, no, please. Uh, <laughs> we love that wine and we love, yeah. thank you so much for all of your support of it because of we love that wine and we wine is great. love we, for people to try it. It's wonderful. And when you wine. do go to Mendocino, let us know because we would love to introduce you to a couple of our growers so you can go visit them because it's, it'll be, you'll be blown away by. I'm not, so much i'm gonna hurt my neck yes absolutely absolutely thank you so much guys thank you well there you have it do you want to go to mendocino i want to go to mendocino i want to see what they're playing with out there i want to go to the local restaurants i want to drink the wine i want to meet the people this is american wine thank you so much aaron and sandy for taking the time to talk to me 
I'm ready to go to Mendocino. And I'm also ready for next week for more of this American Wine Block. I'll see you guys next week. Find Pear Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. E&J Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pairs Wine 101. Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide spectrum of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wine. Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but this is a wine podcast. Whether you are new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. Visit thebarrelroom.com today to find your next favorite. Where shipping is available.